Welcome to Beauty and the Gi, the podcast about jujitsu and so much more. I'm Jen Eads, a blue belt full of curiosity and questions about jujitsu and really lots of other things. <laughs> and I'm AJ Klingerman, a Brazilian jujitsu black belt obsessed with jujitsu. Do you owe your coach anything? Mm, my coach specifically? <laughs> no. <laughs> I think this is a good topic though. Like yeah. as a student, mm-hmm. do you owe your coach anything? Like, do you owe them training so many days a week or rolling with certain people? Do you owe them undying loyalty? Exactly, right? To the ends of the earth. To the ends of the earth. I think this is a a good conversation because there are a lot of schools where loyalty, I mean, obviously loyalty is important to all of us, but it's a two-way street. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, um, you know, the ones that say you can't cross train. Yeah. Do you owe that to your coach to not go train at other places or not go to seminars you want to go to or open mats you want to go to because they don't allow cross training? What are your thoughts on that? That sounds like BS to me. Yeah. I think some of that might be because I came to jujitsu later in life. Right. So I've already been out in the world for a while. And I feel I come to it as basically as a customer, like a client. Like I am paying you to teach me. Yes. And I feel like that's kind of the relationship. So there are certain things that I expect with that, I guess, and thir- and certain things that would be like, what? <laughs> why, are, why are you telling me? Like, I'm choosing to show up. I'm choosing to be here. I'm choosing to pay you as a customer, where I think if this is something that maybe I'd started as a kid or as maybe, you know, somebody in my 20s, mm-hmm. and then I felt like I had grown up with that coach and maybe it was more of like a, more of a mentorship or almost like a parent-child relationship. Right. I think that that would feel very different to me. And I might look at that differently. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense when you're more impressionable. Exactly. Yeah. So this might be something that people struggle with more when they're younger. But I mean, I'm sure there are lots of people that struggle older too, just because, I mean, particularly women, like Mm -hmm. we are kind of taught not to say no, like, you know, be agreeable, Mm -hmm. be, don't rock the boat, don't rock the boat. Yeah, absolutely. So that would be really interesting to know if women struggle with that more than men in general. Mm -hmm. Um, If more men are more likely to be like, well, I'm going to go cross train if I want to, or um, I'm going to go to an open mat if I want, like you can't tell me what to do, or if it's more of an age thing or just, I don't know, that'd be just really interesting to kind of find out. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I know that there are a lot of coaches that don't allow cross training at all, um, including other seminars. And, you know, like I've, I've gone to a women's open mat out of state once and they attend a gym close to us. And when I went to roll with the girl, as we slap bumped, she said, wait, are you good with my coach? (laughs) Like basically asking if we had a good relationship and it was okay for her to roll with me. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, definitely. We're good. You know, like, um, yeah. So it was just really interesting. He like allowed her to go to an open mat out of state, but will not allow her to go to an open mat in state. Interesting, right? I don't even have words. (laughs) I mean, I get it. Why do you get it? Why do you think that is? I think it's fear. Fear of what? 
fear of they might see that my way is not the only way. Yeah. I mean, unless you're learning from the Mandalorian and this is the way. <laughs> yeah. See, that's fear of loss. That's for all of my Star Wars people out there. <laughs> I love you. You're my people. <laughs> but you're right. Fear yeah. of fear of loss, right? Yeah. Like they're worried that they're going to lose their student. And I think that's what it really boils down to for everyone that doesn't allow cross training is mm-hmm. they're afraid that they're going to lose that student. Yeah. They tend to spin it that we don't share our jujitsu or you might end up rolling against somebody that you're going to compete against or, you know, like I've definitely seen it try, like they try to spin it in like a protective manner, but I Mm -hmm. think it's really boils down to a fear of loss. Yeah. And it sounds creepy and controlling to me. Absolutely. At least that's how it feels to me. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. What about like, do you owe your coach to compete? No. No. Do you think that there are people that think so? Probably. <laughs> I'm guessing. Yeah. And that might not even be so much like out of loyalty, but like not wanting to disappoint them. Right. Feeling like, well, I've got to compete because I need to contribute to points so that we do really well as a team. Yeah. Yeah. And I get that. I mean, I do, you know, like, and I myself am sure that I've been like, hey guys, there's a competition on my freaking birthday. (laughs) So if I have to be there coaching, let's do it together, right? Right. Like let's all compete. Um, Because there is a sense of like, when we're all getting ready for competition together, there's like some really good bonding and we all kind of rise together, right? Exactly. But I'm not telling you if you don't compete, you know, get out. (laughs) Yeah. Or you have to compete, it's mandatory which I've heard before. I've absolutely heard it's mandatory for everyone to compete. You have to, right? Yeah. 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 I don't owe you my body. (laughs) I mean, that's really, right? Like, you know, I don't owe you the preparation. I don't owe you, like, if you want to compete, do. If you want to be a part of that, you know, like everybody's getting ready to compete together. Great. Absolutely. Even if you're nervous about it, Mm -hmm. if you want to be a part of that, do it. But I don't think you owe it to your coach to compete. No, you don't owe it to anybody but yourself. And exactly. if you want to do that, great. If you don't, then that's fine too. And I think sometimes that feels kind of seasonal. There have been times in the past when I've wanted to compete. I've kind of lately been in one of those, eh, I don't really want to compete right now because it makes yeah. me a cranky, hateful troll. But <laughs> we're going to work through that at some point. Yeah. But I still love leading into competition mm-hmm. Because I like that mindset. And even though I'm not competing, I feel like I show up a little better and a little sharper because I know my teammates are competing. And I want to make sure that I'm doing as much as I can to help them prepare. And that makes me feel like as much a part of the team as if I was going out there and and competing. And you are. That's the thing. We we can't have all of us. I mean, you know, like, it'd be great if we all competed. We all, our bodies were great. And, you know, like... um, but it is also nice to have people that aren't competing that are pushing everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, a good example of that right now is our kids' class. About half of them are competing. And so I, they're competing this weekend. So I'll pull them out, uh, the competitors, you know, like pull them out of the line, and then I'll pair them up with someone who's not competing. And so they can just run their game plan over and over and over on that person. And I just tell that little kid, you know, make it a little tougher for him this time. Okay, fight the takedown this time, or fight the submission this time. Like, 
but it's really nice that that kid that isn't competing is able to help the kid that is. Yeah. It would be really hard to run your game plan over and over when you're both competing. So it's nice to have those people that aren't competing to help us get ready. Right. And if everybody was competing at the same time, it would be really hard to clone you so that you could be at all the mats to coach us. That is true. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely true. Uh (laughs) So, yeah, I think, you know, like when we're talking about these various things, cross-training competitions, seminars, events, you know, like you don't owe these extra things to your coach. Mm -hmm. You know, like you don't have to do it because they're telling you you have to. Yeah. (laughs) Because you are a paying student. This is a pay-to-play sport. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of that comes down to leadership too. Yeah. Where I'm going to show up because I want to support you. Because you're a great coach, you're a good human, and you're a great leader. And I think that's much more telling, especially if you walk into a school and it's a culture of, it's fear, it's, you've got to be loyal to me, you can't cross-train. I'm like, that doesn't feel like good leadership to me. Yeah. Maybe I've read too many books. (laughs) (laughs) But all of that just feels very... Gross and scarcity and back to that whole thing of loss and fear. And if that's the core of the culture, why would you want to be there? Right. I want to go where it's abundant and it's fun and we are lifting each other up and we're encouraged to go out and, you know, go to other seminars or go cross train if we're traveling or something. And then we have really cool stuff to bring back. Yeah. Be like, yeah. Look what I learned. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Okay. So th- are there things that you do owe your coach? Hmm. I think so. I think it's not just the coach. I feel like it's the team as a whole. And that is to show up prepared, to show up ready, to be a good training partner, mm-hmm. to listen. Yeah. To not be distracting. And it's not necessarily that you owe that to your coach. Like you just be a good person. Yeah. You know, show up. If you're paying to be there, then show up ready to learn and prepared and on time or as close as you can be on time, Jennifer, if you're listening to this. (laughs) (laughs) I get it. 465 is rough. But I think just kind of those basic things that if you were going anywhere, that you would want to show up that way. At least I would. Exactly. Yeah. Like kind of just a level of respect and that's a level of respect for each other, you know? Exactly. But yeah, I think, you know, listening when the coach is talking, not talking on the line, you know, drilling what your body can drill. Like obviously Mm -hmm. there are going to be times where you have to sit out and you're just watching and taking notes or, um, you know, that particular move you can't have done on you because, you know, you're like, if we're practicing chokes, you're not choking me right now. Right. Like, (laughs) um, can we just revisit that though? Because what did we do today? Chokes, three of them from combat mount, (laughs) the three favorites. What were they? Single wing, sliding collar and bow and arrow. Yes. That's a great way to start the day. <laughs> right? Right? Just before podcasting. I'm just trying to get you to have a voice that sounds like me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> P.S. My voice is not like this because of tricks. <laughs> but quick update. I am having another surgery. I know this podcast comes out on a Thursday and my uh, 
surgery is on Friday. So send good thoughts and well wishes for a successful surgery and my ability to talk at camp. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, I think, you know, going back to what you do owe, but I think that's like something you owe your coach, your teammates, yourself, mm-hmm. you know, like why are you doing it if you're not doing it to show up and I mean, I, I understand like there's community and you want to hang out and all that stuff. That's great. Yeah. But you're here for jujitsu. Yeah. Show up. Show it's up. the best version you can possibly be. Some days it's going to be better than others. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good. Do you owe your coach training with certain training partners or rolling with certain people? Like if your coach pairs you up, is that something that you have to agree to? I'm going to say no, because I would just say no. Yeah. But I also feel safe and supported in saying no. And just a reminder to everyone, any opinions and thoughts that we have are really based on our own experience. Absolutely. And I've said before that like, well, training here, especially during Pride, is basically rainbows and unicorns. Um, <laughs> yeah, especially in June. In June. The entire gym is decorated in rainbows. It's true. <laughs> but I always have felt very supported mm-hmm. and very safe in saying if I didn't want to roll with somebody. Yeah. And I think it may depend on where you're training and what that relationship is with the coach, what the relationship is with that person that you don't want to roll with. The flip side of that too, is that I might not want to roll with somebody, but it might be just some of my own head trash Mm -hmm. where you know that I'm going to get better if I roll with this person. So there, the flip side of that could also be trust your coach as long as you don't feel like you're like in some kind of danger. Right. Right. So I think I think it kind of depends on the situation and, you know, we're just going to have to be grown-ups and figure out why do I not want to roll with that person? And if they don't make me feel safe, then hell no. I'm right. not going to roll with them. Yeah. If it's oh, they're really going to make me tired or they always get me with a head arm choke. <laughs> not that that ever happens to me. Tyler. And, and I still <laughs> I love rolling with him. I know, he's so much fun. But that's one of those things that I'm like I need to roll with him so that I learn how to defend that and don't end up there. Yeah, absolutely. And so it might be a situation of your coach once you is encouraging you to roll with this person because they know that that's part of your game that you need to work on, even though you're like, mm, I want to feel like a winner when I leave here today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's not going to help. No. I mean, you know, on occasion you need to like leave knowing you feel, or, you know, like leave feeling like you know jujitsu. Right. But in general, it's good to, you know, challenge yeah. yourself. <laughs> So I had a DM from a girl who is basically mortal enemies with another woman at the gym, Mm -hmm. but they just avoid each other. They just, you know, they don't drill together. They don't roll together. They don't, you know, Mm -hmm. they just avoid each other. Yeah. And one of them is going to get promoted. And when they get promoted, they have to roll with everyone. And so they went to their coach and was like, what do I do about this? And they're like, well, you have to roll with everyone or you don't get promoted. Oh. And like, what do you do in that situation where it's like, okay, I have to, you know, are you afraid 
is it just that you don't want to be in that person's proximity for however many minutes? Because I'm sure if you have to roll with everyone, it's probably not five minutes each, yeah. but I don't know. But let's say it is, you know, like, do you not want to be in that person's proximity for those five minutes or touching them for five minutes? Or is it that you don't feel safe mm-hmm. for those five minutes? Because, you know, because you guys have history, will they potentially injure you? Yeah. So I don't know. That's tough. Like if you go to your coach, cause I'm always the advocate for go and talk to your coach about it. Right. But that's because I'm the coach that's like, cool. You never have to roll with that person. You yeah, like, yeah. you can stay away from them. You can steer clear of them. I've got a little girl in kids class that panics every time we do forward rolls. And I'm just always like, don't do forward rolls. It's fine. Just tuck back to the back of the line. Nobody's going to notice. You know, like, uh-huh. <laughs> I'm, I'm instantly the the coach that's like, it's fine. Like we can work on them privately away from everybody. When you get comfortable with them, you can start doing them again or, yeah. you know, like start trying to do them, whatever. But I'm instantly, I, I'm the protective coach. Mm-hmm. I'm going to help you. I think, you know, this is your journey. So I want you to want to continue doing it. Right. Not quit because you don't want to do forward rolls. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I think, talking to your coach, if that, if it doesn't help to talk to your coach, I don't know. I don't know what to do. Yeah. That's, that's a tough spot to be in. Yeah. We want to hear from you. We DM us on Instagram at beauty and the gee podcast and let us know what you would do. And if you've been in that situation, I will also post a question about that. If you're listening in Spotify and you can answer the question directly from your Spotify app. Excellent. That's the wrap, right? That's that's it. I think so. <laughs> I feel it. like that's, yeah. yeah. I think next time we should talk about, does your coach owe you? Oh, that's a good question. All right, friends, make sure that you have subscribed to the podcast if you haven't already so that you don't miss the next episode of Does Your Coach Owe You? And like we said, we want to hear from you. We're hanging out on Instagram at Beauty and the Gee Podcast. And we're also there individually. I'm at Brassy Broad Jen and also on TikTok. And I'm role, well, I just said I'm role model everywhere you go, which is true. I'm AJ Klingerman everywhere you go, except TikTok where I'm only role model. (laughs) I don't need two TikToks. I barely post on there anyway. (laughs) I know. It feels like a lot having two Instagrams. Yes. Oh, I have. I don't know, six Instagrams or something. Of course you do. It's a lot to keep up with, guys. I need a social media manager. You do, <laughs> for sure. And also, we have a YouTube channel. It's Beauty and the Gee Podcast on YouTube. We are committed to start getting back to doing more video because we've actually heard from one of the younger folk <laughs> that they want more video. And we're here. We're here for that. And I think it's just going to be fun too. Yeah, I think it'll be fun. Yeah, so subscribe to Beauty and the Gee on YouTube if you have not yet and look for some fun videos coming your way. We're even thinking about doing a video version of the podcast. So I would really love to hear from you if that's something that you want to see. So let us know. Yeah, do you want to see us in our chaos? (laughs) Right? (laughs) Thanks for tuning in and we will see you on the mat. Beauty and the Gee is a production of the Brassy Broadcasting Company and brought to you by Role Model Grappling.